Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We are alive in Christ and called to embrace Chicago. Please enjoy this uh, message uh, of our Lord's for you. And if you'd like to support the mission God is doing right now in Chicago, please go to our webpage, St. James Hyphen. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. And the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Have you ever watched the uh, TV show Undercover Boss? Anybody out there? Undercover Boss. A pretty clever show where the boss or the owner of a a company, large or small, um, disguises himself um, as one of the workers and hangs out with the workers and discovers uh, for himself what it's like to uh, work in that regime, uh, but also um, the the workers don't know this. And so... uh, it's uh, fascinating at the end as he reveals himself and they talk about it. Da, da, da. There's some really funny ones, uh, skits about that, actually. Saturday Night Live has a wonderful skit of uh, of Darth Vader, or Darth Vader's, oh, I, uh, Kyle, whatever, the dude, uh, <laughs> the dude that was the bad guy in the last couple of uh, Star Wars, um, disguises himself as one of the stormtroopers <laughs> and hangs out on the, uh, on the Death Star or whatever. So anyhow, um, kind of fascinating. Right, I think we kind of see that in today's uh, gospel lesson, uh, the way Jesus talks about the last day, right? Let's look at that. Um, Jesus is uh, teaching his disciples in Matthew 25 um, and 24 about the last day, about the end times. They are curious as we are curious. As Jesus uh, leaves the temple, uh, they point it out to him, and he tells them, well, one day this is all going to be gone, and that uh, gets them uh, intrigued. So they ask, when will that day be? And Jesus uh, talks about a lot of things, but basically says, um, watch, stay awake. It could happen anytime when the Son of Man comes in glory um, you know, etc. And then he gives these parables about what it's like to live in this time frame. Uh, and and, and um, it's interesting because the time frame he's talking about is this time frame of the end times. Jesus' death is the end of the world. You can't get more end of the world than that. God dies. We killed him. That's the, the finality of what sin is. Jesus on a cross. Jesus says, it is finished. (laughs) It's ended. And Jesus rises, and the beginning of this new world begins. So in Christ, the end and the beginning has already occurred. Now we live in this end times period, waiting for some might call the consummation of that end time, when we will see what we believe. So we believe we live in the end times. We believe we live in the new time in Jesus as new creations, forgiven children of God, already living in the resurrected time in Christ um, and waiting for that glorious day. 
And it's a really good question. Christ reigns, as Jesus says in the end of Matthew. What do we do now? And Jesus says this, when the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. So Christ comes in His glory. He has already come in His grace, in His mercy. And this is the time of grace and mercy. But a day is coming when He comes in His glory. Everyone will see Him. It will be mighty. It won't be a babe in a manger. It will be a glorious uh, presence with angels, and everyone will bow down. So when that comes, he will, he says this, he will, uh, before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. And the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. So this is a plan that has been executed by God alone before the creation of the world. That's a whole other topic, a whole other sermon. Uh, think about that. Um, when we think about God's work it is not random or wishy-washy or making decisions on the fly. Your salvation his grabbing you and giving you hope and peace is a long, uh, arduous, divine plan executed by the Lord. And he will say to those on his right, um, come you who are blessed by my father, because I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger. You welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him just like an undercover boss. Lord, when did we see you hungry, feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, my people, you did it to me. Undercover boss, if there ever was one, the king equates himself with the lowest of his kingdom. I think there's a very clear thing going on here for Jesus. He knows that everyone's going to say they love Jesus. Christians love, oh, I love you, Lord. We praise God, raising our hands. Oh, thank you, Lord. You're awesome. And we're like, man, if Jesus is right here, we'd be serving him in a heartbeat, right? Of course we would, in a second. I think Jesus, he knows, he knows sin. He knows how sinners think. Even redeemed sinners who live by the promise of Christ, who people who are sheep, you are sheep. It's part of us that's going to go backwards. Even though we watch Jesus hang around the lowly, we See, Jesus, time and time again, the disciples saw him pick up a little baby and say, unless you become like a little baby, you can't enter the kingdom of God. I mean, he does this frequently to make an incredible point. And also earlier before that, he says, um, anybody who causes one of these little ones, even these smallest, weakest, most foolish of my disciples to sin. I mean, man, Jesus says it so many times. Don't you mess with the weak or the poor. And he kind of reiterates that right here. He does. These are my people, the hungry and the weak, the broken. 
And he's not just talking about simple ways, although he is about people who really do have nothing around us and how easily we um, can just pass them by, put them aside, judge. How quickly we can just sort of categorize and move away. Oh, that those people are, they don't have anything because they don't work hard enough like me. They're not doing very well right now in, in life. They don't have the talents that I have. Jesus says, what's the difference? What's the difference between that person who's got nothing and you? Oh, you think that you, you're the great mighty one. The king says, when you take care of that person in need, you're taking care of me. He's got their back. He equates himself, identifies himself with the weakest. Don't you mess with them, even though you think that they're weak and not deserving of your love. Because that's how we think in the world, right? Transactional love. I'm going to love you because I know you're going to love me back. I'm going to have friends around me that are going to make me look better, right? Uh, they're, they're going to do something for me. They're going to, whatever, whatever that is, right? That's how we think. That's how the world judges things. We love the strong, the mighty, the successful, the failure, the weak, the losing. We despise, even though we might give it cred, like, oh, you know, we say we, we, we love the needy. We'll give a dollar to the food bank. But we really wouldn't eat dinner with them, would we? This is very important for the church. You can't love Jesus and not love his people. You can't say, I serve Jesus and not serve his people. Because Jesus comes with people. Sorry. He comes with people. And those people aren't the prettiest and the most, the strongest, and the most beautiful, man. <laughs> you can't love Jesus and not love his people. You can't serve Jesus and not serve his people. And those people are the weak ones and the broken ones. He's got a motley crew of friends. That's what the church is. And Christ knows we're going to default to the way the world works. We're going to go back. And so he makes it really clear, right? You are not, it's not like a surprise. It's not, he's not saying, hey, mate, who knows when you serve one of these people, you might be serving me. No, 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 it's not a game. This is not a game, nor is this a parable. This is a fact that Jesus says, when you serve weak people, you serve me hungry, ashamed, etc. And I want you to think too in the sense of weak in faith. Who's the weak in faith around you? We were so quick to judge people who aren't the strongest Christian, who don't believe the best, who are not really active in church. You know, eh, we're on this board, we're on that, we're involved here. I don't know about those people. Or quite frankly, we know people that were wondering, how are you in church? I know your past. You got a messed up life, man. We do this, don't we? That's what Christ is talking about. Even the very least faithful person, even the person that's just barely a Christian, like this infant that we're baptizing today. Oh, how can they believe? That's just a little baby. What do they know? That's what Jesus is talking about when he says the weakest of these, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, those are his people. How dare we treat anyone differently? Repent. But the most beautiful thing about what Jesus says here, if you think about it, you know, it's, it's funny when we read this 
story, we think that we're the ones doing the helping. We're the strong ones. And Jesus is saying, hey, strong, mighty Christians, you need to take care of the weak around you. (laughs) That's what you're thinking, wasn't it? How about this? Maybe you're the weak one. (laughs) Maybe you're the least of his brothers. Maybe you're the hungry. Maybe you're the thirsty. You ever think about that? Maybe you're the one without that needs help because you are. You are the weak. You are the hungry. You are the naked. You are the ashamed, the one in prison. We all are born in that as sinners. You think you're some mighty Christian when you read this? You are the one that needs help. You are the one that needs a savior. How beautiful is that when you read this? And we are the one that's been saved by the king who indeed did identify himself as an infant in a manger, the least of us, and hung out with only the weakest of us and the leprous and the broken and the blind and the beggars and the sinners. That's who he hung out with. Because in the end, that's who all humanity is, no matter if you are rich and powerful or you are walking around the streets right now looking for a handout in God's eyes. You're all messed up, weak, and you need absolute intervention and salvation single-handedly like this baby needed to be carried to the baptismal font. That's how weak This baby is, is how weak you are, my friends. Praise God that he found us in our weakness of faith and the depths of our sin, and he bought us. Paul says this, not only did he identify with the weak, but there he is on the cross. He became weak, broken sinner. St. Paul says, he became sin who knew no sin so that we might become his righteousness. Jesus identified with us and was killed. He took our place, our punishment, and rose again with that same broken, with all of humanity tied to him and purified it in the resurrection. And then he sent his church out to do what he's telling sheep to do, and that is to love the stranger, to welcome in the homeless Not just physically, but those who are in living in shame and guilt and who are scared, who have been beaten down by this pandemic, who are frightened, and one another, who are kind of losing the faith as we deal with the political scene right now and our fears, etc. Jesus wraps his arms around them through us, and he wraps his arms around you through others. That's how God is alive. Jesus is alive in our world today. Just as he was before he died and rose and ascended to heaven, he walks this earth through you and me. How awesome is that? Friends, you are the sheep because he's made you so. And this is how sheep act. The good news right now is that we don't do that. But we can repent. Sorry, Lord. And know we are forgiven that our King loves us and forgives us. May God humble us through this pandemic to realize that we're the weak. How good is that? And by doing so, also may we 
be rejoice that we are the weak who's been found by Christ, that we are the sheep. And may he empower us to be humble and love one another, let alone to share with this city and the people in our neighborhoods who feel really weak right now, that there's a God who's for them, who loves them, a God who died for them, who identifies with them, who took their place in the cross, who rose again, and there is hope, and it's going to be okay. In Jesus' name, amen.